2: Monday night, Knicks, CP from Knicks Fan TV. The man, Jay Ellis, from Nick Time show. Special guest on the quarantine stream, Jay Ellis. He was the number one pick of the 2000 NBA Draft. Right. 15 year veteran, all star, two NBA Finals appearances, and most importantly, a member of the New York Knicks, Jay Ellis, 2012 14. Nick's tape in the building. Kenyon Martin. Yeah. Hey, hey. Kmart, how you
1: doing, bro? I'm good, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on, man.
2: Absolutely, man. Definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Um, no happy problem. Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. I hope you enjoyed that as well with your family as well.
1: Appreciate um, it, man. I really
2: especially did. with everything going on, man. You know, it's um, we have coronavirus Im- impacting us in our community. You have all the civil unrest going on with the Police killings and all the protests. How has all those events of the past few months really impacted you and, and your family?
1: Um, let's start with the COVID thing. Um, yeah, just being stuck in the house for the last few months. Um, just gave time to reflect on what's important first and foremost. Um, I have no problem staying in the house. People that know me know I'm a homebody. So um uh, this was good for me. You know, everybody was getting like me. You know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I had no problem being in the house, being around my wife, the kids, et cetera, uh, staying out of harm's way, what I call it. Uh, but then, um, uh, well, I'm um, saying so with everything else from the George Floyd up to uh, Ahmaud Arbery, and the list goes on, man. It's just unfortunate that we're still dealing with this in 2020. But it's um, the way 2020 started, it's just fitting that we would have to go through something of this magnitude yeah. right now. You know, um very unfortunate um but things have to happen in order for change to happen it's unfortunately true. someone has someone else had to lose their life um, for people to really start paying attention and um, especially the other side um very unfortunate but the time The uh, time is now for people to start taking heed to it and paying attention and and not and, and, and putting things into action not just using words. True story, man.
2: Um, you know, you you have your son. He's, he's coming up in the league, just entered into the yeah. draft. Is that a conversation that you ever had with him, you know, in terms of just how to move with, with the police or with law enforcement just to be safe?
1: Yeah, just in general, man. Uh, just always be smart. Always use your head. Always know who's in um, or what um, type of authority is around. Um, but just always always preparing it. Um, I have three boys. I have a... Now, KJ, of course, he's 19. I got a 15-year-old, and I got a two-year-old. So, um, so I've been having to preach it. Now, even I'm saying KJ now. I got my 15-year-old. So, just trying to always put that in their mind. You know I'm saying we're always a target. We're always a threat, and so therefore we have to be that much more better. Um, the way you live your life, using your manners, being being respectful. You know, I always tell people my job is to make sure that my children become productive members of society. You know, so that's having honest conversations with them. Um, before this even started. You know, um, it just didn't start now. Yeah. The killings and police brutality and mm-hmm. all of that. It just didn't start now. Racism and bigotry and you name it. It mm-hmm. just didn't start. Mm-hmm. So it's been going on. I'm 42, it's been going on my entire life. You mm-hmm. know, so, but just letting them understand and giving them situations that I've been in and letting them know how to carry themselves and things like that. And, be better than I was don't handle the situation how I would have handled it and things like that you know yeah. so just letting them know what's important and what's not and my number one goal as every night is to make it home to my family and I preach that to them as well you know so that comes with being smart knowing your situation knowing the environment knowing the situation and I always making it home at night is the um so that's the ultimate goal well said
2: well, well, well said, man. Now, in the midst of COVID, you know, you have the NBA planning to restart at the end of July. Uh, COVID cases have been known to be um, going up in, in in and around Orlando. What do you what do you think about the restart? You, you think they should play?
1: I, I, I definitely think they should play um, with everything going on I, with the ingest of George Floyd and all that. I I think it could be another voice. You know, I don't know how the format is going to go as far as TV and radio and all that, but I think that the Mets can still be out there with them playing. You know, I don't think they should miss the opportunity. It would be better if it was normal activity going on, but as far as being able to have TV and press and all that stuff, it would be better if it was normal games and arenas and all that. But being able to have LeBron James down there and other guys who have voice mean something now, you know, for them to have the opportunity, whether it's to wear a T-shirt, whether it's to wear, put it on the floor, whatever the case may be, I think it's a good time. Yeah, you know, to get back to something that people can pay attention to, and, and just imagine if this was going on, and then the NFL draft would have did something similar. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. this was before, but just, to, uh, just imagine how many people tuned in to the NFL draft, this year. You know, historic numbers because of what's going on. You know, so I think they can't miss the opportunity to to continue the message, you know, continue to fight, continue to get the knowledge out there, having PSAs and different things like that with the people who've been um, affected, you know, the family members of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and, you know, have Steven Jackson and people who really, really affected on the front lines with as well as the current guys that's playing and some of the guys who teams who weren't invited, like the Steph Currys and of the world, you know, so they oh, have right. a voice, you know, so using that.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, Lou Williams had come out and he thought it, it could be a distraction, but I think I agree with you. You know, I, I think it could be an opportunity to use the platform, you know, while you have the TV spotlight, while you have the exposure, continue to raise awareness. And I think long term, because I think this this whole thing for for social change, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think no, that yeah. by sitting out, you know, it's been those going on seven, since 1800s. been going on, it's been going on for, for a long time. Right. So, yeah. you know, I don't think them sitting out and not playing is going to expedite things, you know, to, yeah. to, to get you to change. It's still a long-term, it's still a long-term process. And so yeah, I, I get I, what I certain, get
1: guys, certain guys, certain guys points. you know what I'm saying about not playing. I get it. I understand it, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more than, it's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's guys' livelihoods. Guys, yeah. you know, they beat that. I'm saying, just take. Them. It's a lot of money on not, the line, man. Probably, yeah. Like it ain't, it ain't like the late '80s, mid '90s when guys were not making that much. So guys yeah. making upwards of 20, 30 million a year. You know, so you want guys to forfeit that when they can still use their platform in the in the right way. So, yeah, I don't think not playing is the issue.
2: What what you think about everybody trying to drag Kyrie, you know, through through the mud?
1: (laughs) You know, know? just hey, sometimes open mouth insert foot, man. You know, sometimes it's better off it's better to not say anything. But but we know Kyrie, he has he has a valuable opinion who people pay attention to. Um, So that's part of it. When you open your mouth and you have things to say, comes criticism. True you know, indeed. good and bad, good yeah. and bad. If you would have had something to say on the other side, somebody would have had something to say. True. You know? But he opened the door for criticism. He opened the door for people to have things to say. Um, So it, it is what it is when you, man. I don't feel no way about him making a statement. That's his opinion. He's a he grown man. He's allowed to say what he wants to. He's grown. You know, so just knowing that somebody's going to have something to say, somebody's not going to agree with you. And in today's climate, Somebody just pushed C in, and now it's out to millions of people, you know? So that's what it is, man. True, true, true Good story, indeed. man.
2: Jails, before we get into basketball suits, so everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs-up button for your boys. Tonight's hashtag, JLs, will be Kmart. Throw a hashtag, Kmart, in the chat to yes, salute sir. Kenyon Martin. All right, Jails, kick us off.
3: All right, man. So, so, Kenyon, when you got to this team, you was already kind of stacked. We had Mellow here. We had Felton. We had Jason Kidd. So what did you feel like you brought um, to the team? And how do you feel like – why do you feel like you fit so well with the team? Because you fit really seamlessly with everybody.
1: Yeah, I like to make up for the squad first and foremost before I got there. Um, I looked at the bigs we had um, as far as yeah. Amari, Rasheed, Kurt, uh, those guys. I just thought – I'm and Tyson as well. I thought I bought some of the same similar attributes as Tyson. Mm. You know – Defensive minded, but total team guy, man. Like, I, I don't need the ball and these shots to affect the game. I never have. Right. You know, so when you have that mentality, you're able to come in and you get it where you get it and get in where you finish. Some days you might score 15, 20, some days you might score eight. So you got to know that, you know, but, but my impact on the game had nothing to do with scoring.
4: So yeah,
1: I was able to come in and fit in right away with them guys. Like, some guys, if you bring a guy in and he needs to average 17, then there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Because he needs the ball. And then he wouldn't, I, I didn't come in early. I came in a little late They already had certain things established. But for me to come in and then certain guys to go down and me to come in and start a few games and fill some gaps and all that, that, I just, I know how to play the game of basketball. And my IQ with the situation and knowing the game allowed me to fit in, I think.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. I really like the makeup of the team, especially those the big men. A lot of the big men on that squad they they had the same similar attributes, like you just said, uh, offense, defense, and all of them kind of just knew their
1: role and knew it to fit in with their quality did.
2: vets, man. We had exactly. quality vets that year,
1: and you yeah, had say, that's, that's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And I and I I hadn't missed a step in that regard. You know, I could still move my feet, still run up and down with the best of them. Still could jump with the best of them, and those guys. Are, who I was on the team with, respecting my game, to what I was bringing to the table. And I had a head coach that allowed me to be me.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, speaking of head coach too, because we all see that Mike Woodson, um, he's gone. He is a candidate to be a Knicks coach. Uh, how do you feel he did with that squad? and like, What do you think he brought to the table to have everybody just mess so seamlessly?
1: He, he he was able to, I'm not like Woody personally. You know, that was my first time being around him. I seen him on the bench like other places and all that, but that was my first time being around him and able to talk basketball with him. And he allowed us to be men first and foremost. He mm-hmm. held us accountable. He didn't from mellow to down, from mellow to Chris Copeland, mm-hmm. everybody was held ac- everybody was held accountable, which I love. You know, not every coach can do that. Not every coach can de- demand that respect. I mean, what he did that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I I heard Felton said the same thing we in interviewed. Yeah. He spoke very highly of Woody, and yeah. the way he got it, Jr. Smith too. He got him to six man a year. You, you figured
1: he could be yeah, a, honest, kind of savior, Honest conversations, man. Tell him, sitting Jr. telling him down. This is what you can be if you went about it this way. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't his fault we lost Indiana, man. Uh, it was all on us. The game plan was there. Everything was in place. So we just didn't get it done. You know, we just it. didn't get it. We just didn't get it done as a unit. You know, I, I was right in it. I played a lot of minutes. I played good minutes. We just didn't get it done. You know, not the fault. Mike Woodson had us prepared. He he knew what how to how to go about it. And nothing but the highest respect for Woody. and I hope he gets another opportunity. I hope he's a real, real candidate for this job, man, because he deserves it. Because uh, the exit wasn't the best.
3: No, it wasn't. It wasn't his fault. It definitely yeah, wasn't. It
1: was. It was. It was treated very poorly, um, in my opinion, because um, it wasn't his fault. We had a lot of injuries that year. Yeah, mm-hmm. lot, a lot of injuries. Guys in and out, and don't get the opportunity to uh, at least get another year deal and see how it go from there.
3: Yeah, that was weird feel to Phil to kind of just not even give him the shot. But you know, Phil had his old plan
1: from the jump. Over. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. A Fail a failed oh, plan. And it wasn't. Listen, it just wasn't Woody. You know what I'm saying, with a lot of us, you know, look at our age, look at what we had did, and made his mind up already. Yeah. You know? And would he another shot? And I think he deserves another shot now. You know, so I, I really hope he's in real consideration, and they're and they not just using this as the Rooney rule. What mm, I'm saying. <laughs> It's <laughs> true, we'll ten,
2: 10 candidates in the pot right now Yeah, man, and everybody is in, in the pot right now, man So we'll see, man But I, I was a big Watson fan when he was here as well um, My
1: guy, man, was able to get the knowing off the floor as well man. So he's a solid dude, man He honestly uh, to just think, the way we played, man We got threes up you know I'm saying? We wasn't just yeah. a half-court, throw the ball That's and Melo And get out of the way That's no, true No, we had guys that was stroking that thing
2: yeah, true story. Yeah. Novak, Copeland, you know, JR, yeah,
1: You know, what I'm oh, saying? JR, Melo, JK, JK still, first half, JK, the kid knocked down. Mm-hmm. So, Pablo Prigione probably percentage was better than everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cope was letting him go, too. Yeah, yeah Cope, so Cope was him fly. Like, we, like, so Woody's style of play with the new style of the way they playing now, I think it fits. Yeah, uh, I think he can okay. bring that defensive focus to the game, which it needs to be, and as well, letting these guys wide open, let them do what they need to do, and they're shooting 30-plus threes a night.
2: What, was it a strange feeling, you know, you, you spent, you started your career in Jersey across the water, mm-hmm. being in with the Knicks. Was that a strange feeling when you when you threw that Knicks jersey on? How, how did that feel?
1: Oh, it was a little weird, but it was it was seven <laughs> years removed. Yeah. yeah, You know, and, and the team wasn't there no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they, they packed them. So they packed the U-Haul up and went across the river as well. You know, but no, it definitely was a strange feeling at first, man. Um, knowing where it all started at, and that all came full circle. Now I'm back on the other side, and one of their last playoff memories was us sweeping them in the garden when I was oh, with the net. Man. So, oh, man. No, you know what I'm getting so just <laughs> Getting worse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So just imagine, like, me coming back there and then putting on the Knick uniform. Like, it was you know, a little different, yeah. but I'm um, I, I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I enjoyed that time you know, saying being able to be a Knicks, man. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I can't
2: lie to you, man. When y'all swept the Knicks and, and worked them in that fashion, man. Because, nah. you know, Steph was my guy. Yeah. I was a big yeah, Steph yeah. fan. Yes. When we finally got to the playoffs and, man, y'all went off on the Knicks, man. I was tight, man. I, I was yeah. tight, too.
1: It was it was personal. You know, because we had been winning for the first few years, man, and we couldn't get nobody in the seats. The Knicks hadn't really been there, and they sell, they just historically sell out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we would play them in the, um, the Meadowlands, and all the Knicks fans would come over and all that. Like that, it'd be, bo- a, road, it'd be a road
2: game for you. Yeah, yeah in the
1: backyard. <laughs> bothered, yeah, like that, that bothered me, bothered us. So when we had the opportunity to put foot to ass, <laughs> yo, like I—I I, I was ready. Like I, I looked at my numbers from that series. Yeah, nah, it's... I was personally... We was ready as a team, but I was personally ready for that challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, trust you can tell. And I remember game four vividly, man. They was chanting for like... They was in the garden cheering for us. You know, I don't know if nobody remember that, but they was in a New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> that, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, for them to be chanting us in there like that...
2: You felt You felt like that, that was, was the get-back.
4: Yeah, that's was right.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm that
2: happened. That. Right. That, that. Yo, that's why Tim Thomas was so tight, JLs. Oh, Tim hey, Thomas, hey, that's man, why he was man. so tight with the Fugazi nonsense, man. Yeah, man. Clown. <laughs> man. Tim He's man. a
1: clown. <laughs> We're not going to talk about clowns on this interview. <laughs> yeah. We ain't
2: going to do <laughs> Yo, so salute to everybody in the chat. Hit yeah, that man. thumbs up button for your boys. We got Kenyon Martin in the building. Throw a hashtag Kmart in the chat to salute Kenyon. You know, Mm -hmm. Kmart, in in previous interviews, you had mentioned that, you know, the current issues with the Knicks right now is really on James Dolan's shoulders right now, partly because of just the the inability to hire competent leaders at the top and and let them run the franchise. You know, they have Leon Rose right now, former agent. What's your familiarity with Leon and what do you think about his potential to build this team?
1: Um, I don't know Leon personally. So I don't have um, – I'll let him do his job and see how he does. Um, they're taking a page out of the Lakers' book, I'm assuming. You know, hiring yeah, former agents. Um, yeah, Laura, yeah Rob Palenka. Yeah. You know, so falling in that – falling in those footsteps. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Leon Rose had mellow early. Uh, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, a few other people. Um, yeah, so now – so I guess they're looking at that aspect and figuring that, that, um, so that it can work. But yeah, but my um my critique and criticism of James Dolan I think was it was pretty accurate. Uh it, it wasn't personal. Um I was doing the job somebody asked me a question. Um and I've spoken to Dolan since um, about oh, really? those statements. Mm. Yeah, about those statements. Of course. Um and I got explained to him it wasn't personal. But ultimately there's a pecking order in every sports organization, every business, every every what I'm saying you name it. It starts up top most business decision to come across who's in charge desk. That's. Did you feel you like. And then you have the ultimate say yeah. so. Yeah. therefore, from the Phil Jackson hiring on down, I think was a bad move. Me too. You know, that just so. And I, and I wasn't the only person that thought that. Right. But in his circle and you know, amongst his peers, they only look at the fact that Phil Jackson won championships as a coach. And, Exactly. he brings bring along his people and all that. Like, no. Like, what makes you good at something don't make you good at the other. Yeah, it is. You know, so he was a hell of a basketball coach. He can get guys to buy into what he was preaching and coached two of arguably the greatest players of all time and got them to buy into what he was preaching, and it worked. But that don't mean he can pick talent. Right. I agree. That don't mean he can pick a head coach, somebody who you think might think like you to get guys, it's a different time area, it's, di- it's different, but I yeah. think they're going about it the right way um, now, making different decisions, go thinking outside the box, following other people's footsteps and not keep doing it your way because your way has has not been working. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think that's a smart move, learning from what other teams have done and trying to implement those things within your own organization.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. Phil stored us in the wrong direction for a while. Um, oh, yeah. Hire, From day,
2: one, uh, so day Phil, one. And he didn't have the energy for the job, man. Let, let's he be honest. It, like, it's a different type of energy you got to have to be able to put the team together and build the staff and all of that. Phil just Phil just came for the bag and was like, I'm, I'm here. I'm he he smart. Nailed <laughs> it he in. He nailed it in.
1: 68. Gave him 68. And then he turned around and gave Joe Kim Noah seven. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> and Noah turned around and said, "He was he, New York was too lit for him." you oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's
3: too lit. Yeah, it's too lit for him, man. Shama, how you Yo. going to be from here? And and they about it was too lit for you, man. Yo, can you can you play? Can you play? Uh, Joe King is, is joining the Clippers, right? Can you play for a spot? Yo, man,
1: <laughs> give me a few weeks to get in shape. <laughs> a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like. I take nothing. What he did in Chicago, they put him in a situation to be successful. Like yeah. they put him, like I'm. They, I'm with coaches coaching your team and coaching guys' ability. Right. He Absolutely. had a good coach that let him make decisions at the elbow. They did a lot of dribble handoff stuff. He rebounded the ball. He blocked a couple shots. Okay, that's fine. He ain't never been the best at pretty much nothing, but. You play hard. You play hard, I give him nothing. Listen, I have, I don't know Joe Kim nor a person. Mm -hmm. Okay. I only know what I saw when I played against him and what I saw watching games and after I was gone. So people say what they want to about me. I can take it on the chin. If it's accurate. If it's accurate.
3: Listen. Joe did it to himself, man. I'm sorry, he
1: when, did it no. to himself, man. What, he did it to I'm himself. just not. I'm just. I've never been. I, I, I'm. I put him and Dwight Howard in the same category. Mm. 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 When, when, it's when, just me. That's me. But okay, they were successful at, at the team that they were on. You take them out those environments couldn't and those translate. situations, then what are they?
2: Yeah, mm. couldn't, couldn't translate. Well, you, know, you know bad. when when he talked about. Not being able to handle New York. I, I look at your situation. You were the number one pick. Yes, you were playing for New Jersey Nets, but you were still in the area. I'm sure you, you know, you were hitting the city and everything. How do you feel like you were I was able? Twenty two. Yeah, twenty two years old. How do you feel like you were able to to navigate and and kind of maintain and
1: keep a low profile? Because I realized what was important. I went out. I did my thing. I had fun. I enjoyed New York. You know, I was fresh out there. I was 22, 23 years. I turned 23 my rookie year, so I didn't have no restrictions. I could get it anywhere. Uh, and me being from the other side, people knew who I was. But nah, you gotta adjust your environment, man. Like your your surroundings. Uh, I I don't understand he's from there, but what 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 part is he from? And how was his dealings and moving around when he was there? You know, all that plays a factor. But I don't understand if you not comfortable somewhere. You got to do a job. You got to play basketball, man. So it had to be more to it than that, I I believe. Um, That's just my thought process. Uh, If I'm there, I've moved around, went different places, and I I knew what was important. I knew why I was there. Um, And I make the best of everything else. But I'm going to do my job. So whatever comes with that, I'm going to stick it out. Uh,
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And...
1: He's mentally weak. Like, people like that are mentally weak to me.
3: Yeah, he, he didn't. At yeah. Part,
2: he, he, you know what? He had us fooled, though, because I thought when he was coming here, I thought he was going to bring that part of his game with him. You know, I thought he yeah, was going to be, be mentally, mentally tough. And, hey, yeah, I be just able think people like
1: that that, that succumb to the environment, the pressures of their teammates, to all that kind of stuff, I just think you're mentally weak. Hmm. You, I- know, uh, you know, you check it in and you, you rather bail than deal with it. Absolutely. You know, that's, just, that's just how I grew up, man. I, I, my life wasn't that easy as a kid and so forth, but just can't check it in when it get tough.
3: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, you don't standing. like
1: a situation, or you uncomfortable, or you don't like a situation, you just gonna. Nah. That's... And he's not, listen, he's not the only one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Across the landslide, he's not the only one, man. Across the landscape of sports, first and foremost, but the NBA has that he's not the only one to
3: Yeah. Not like so, his
1: situation and yeah, not like his situation and you're not mentally tough enough to fight through it. Yeah,
3: just he just did it in the biggest stage imaginable. True
1: story. <laughs> That's and all everybody got an opinion. Yeah, true story.
3: <laughs> true story, yeah. So Jason Kidd, he's made a lot of players better. Um, I'm sure he's made you better as well. He put a lot of people in, in, in great places. So, I mean, tell me, how did Jason make you play better? And what do you think the potential of Jason Kidd coaching the New York Knicks would be?
1: Uh, how did Jake Kidd make me better? He allowed me just to be me. You know, for me to be young, athletic, athletic, um, and no holds bar, he allowed me to be that. Cause he was the same way, just a quieter version, I think. Mm. You know, I, think this, I think we had the same mentality when it comes to the game, when it comes to winning, when it comes to compete. Uh, I think we had the same mentality. We never talked about it, which is crazy. We just went out and just hoop. So it's more of a silent leader, not more of a vocal. Yeah, yeah, but he had to say something he did. But for the most part, it was just, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna play hard at all times. Mm. Mm. You know, you you play hard, I reward you. run, I reward you. But we're going to play hard. And that's what I had from the door. You know, so when he got there, it just it, – it, it molded oh, itself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know. It just
3: fits seamlessly. And do you feel yeah. like he'll be able to bring that to the Knicks as a coach? How do you feel like the prospect of being a coach here?
1: Yeah, I think every stop from early days in Brooklyn to going to Milwaukee, I think he's learned in every spot. Do's, don'ts, good, bad, and different. Uh, I think he's learned. Uh, I think that's why he was willing to take the position that he's in now, you know, um, uh, because before the things that I was hearing that it was it was head coach or bus. Yeah, you know, so now him him humbling himself um, in that regard and taking some time to really, really get the craft under his belt because he hit the ground running. Yeah, he got i was done playing pro- the next year. Mm-hmm. You you're head coach. Like that, that don't happen. Yeah, (laughs) he's thinking, "Oh, we're gonna resign Jay Kidd, and then he's at the Nets." Like, oh, oh yeah, (laughs) head coach. We all was
4: like, "Whoa!"
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I think him able to take a step back and really, really get the craft under his belt. uh, I think it benefited. He's always had one of the best minds in the game, being one of the arguably one of the best point guards of all time. Um, So he's always been able to think the game. And then I think him learning along the way what he's done well done, not so well, I think it only benefit in moving forward. So if he's able to coach the Knicks, they got a lot of young talent, guys who know who J kid is, nah, I, don't know. So I think it benefits.
3: Yeah, he comes with respect. Some people believe that he can, I don't want to say, attract free agents, but some people uh, I don't, yeah, I, I don't want that back.
1: to be. The sole
2: yeah, reason, they
1: might, that probably could sway a few guys. Um, Unfortunately, it might be a year or two too late mm. was for, for some guys right. that went to the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like, like them, Like, Just imagine if J.K. was the head coach of somebody different. Mark Jackson was the head coach. Then they probably at least could have got a sit down. Absolutely. But that's they didn't even get a sit down. They didn't even get an interview. They didn't even get an interview. Yeah, yeah
2: But that was supposed to be the appeal of Fisdale. That was supposed to be the appeal of Fisdale, right? Because he mm-hmm. had the relationship with KD and the younger guys in the league respected him. And these guys, didn't, they didn't even come for a cup of coffee, man.
1: Like, I like Fizz. Fizz made a name for himself being assistant, but it don't hold the same weight as J. Kidd, I don't think.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: unfortunate. Like, Fizz is a great coach.
4: Yeah.
1: Like, great, great lineage. Pat Riley and so forth, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that whole tree.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, but when you say basketball and you hear J. Kidd, you, you, your ears yeah. perk up.
3: All famous, yeah
1: all the fans and first ballot like so yeah <laughs> exactly it was weird. Sure. <laughs> you know yeah no it's, a, it's just a little different him playing on both sides him playing nets and then for a long time and then knicks and championship and being so i just think when you talk of trying to recruit guys or having guys interest i think jk name itself would spark guys interest
2: mm.
3: You heard it? You heard it, C P. Hey, I listen.
2: didn't. That, 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 was, that was probably another Mills dud, but we'll 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 keep it pushing. <laughs> that, was, that was another dud on top oh. of that Noah contract. Because Kmart, oh, no. you know that wasn't Phil negotiating that Noah contract. That was Mills, man.
3: That was definitely that Mills, was Mills That was Mills negotiating that contract, man. No King know did the, the chin ups on, on Phil Jackson's shoulder. <laughs> he's like sign him. sign
1: him. Yeah, it's unfortunate, man. Steve Mills was there for a long time. Um, yeah. A yeah. lot of it fell in his lap. People don't like the, the, the dynamic of his relationship with Dolan, you know, so it's, it was there for, for a long time. So they was intertwined.
3: Absolutely,
1: yeah. I'm glad to move on from Steve Mills. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely glad, yeah. definitely glad. But Steve a good man though, man. He just, that job is, is tough, man. Tough job. Yeah. Like Steve, Steve a good dude, man. But that's, that's a tough job to yeah. be in a tough position, man. True. It like, in that city, in that city. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that, that's a tough spot, dog. <laughs> you know? Yo, nothing against him personally. It's just some of the contracts. It's a hard place. Who a rock rocking hard place. No, yeah. no, it definitely is. <laughs> no, but it's just some of the guys, the skill set is there. Some of the guys, maybe not so much. But I give fifty fifty. 50-50. All right, Ron Baker. I see you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> eight million dollars Steve oh man all right
1: oh, man. Hey. <laughs> all right moving on Ken <laughs> hey, he gotta hey, he gotta send it to somebody somebody out of OK yeah
3: See, send it's it true. to me I true it. story <laughs> five seven and <all>. anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> They the size of the dog man
3: hey there it is right Nate all right Nate all right <laughs> all right man so so Ken you, you've you been in relief for a while I've been all star a few times. You made your mark in the league. But um you went to the finals too and you had two losses to the Lakers and the Spurs.
1: Um, how did you feel like you recovered from those losses? Start with the Lakers. Um that was the first one. Um we didn't have a chance. Mm. We thought we did, they was seasoned and um not too many people on, on this planet could guard Shaq at the time.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, that's
1: another month. Shaq, that, that yeah, was
3: probably so Shaq at his peak.
1: Yeah, yeah, so man. we were behind the eight ball in that regard, man. He came out. Games were competitive, but they just knew they had um, that that uh, experience of being there already. And and then they had Shaq as well. Uh, I think we learned going into the next year, going to San Antonio, we thought we had a legitimate shot. Uh, we split we one game down there. Um so then we let one get away at home. If we win one of them at home, well, we were in a great, great situation. Uh, we never thought that it was going to end that way. Thought we had an opportunity to get back, uh, never been back. So that was um, what I learned in them situations is that it's not guaranteed that you're going back. Yeah. Um, seize, seize the moment, which I tried to do uh, for the most part every time I took the floor. Um, Game six, last game didn't go go my way. I couldn't throw it in the ocean. Uh, one of the worst shooting performances <laughs> that it has been in the finals. It had, had <laughs> twenty three, three for twenty three. Wasn't a lack of effort. Three. Listen, wasn't wasn't from a lack of effort and trying. Trust me, just just it's one of them days, one of them nights, man. Yeah, it's the Spurs. Yeah, man. So it happens, man. And um, yeah, just thought that we have opportunity to get back. And uh, think that the next season will
2: be my last year there. That's crazy, man. We are talking to Kenyon Martin. Everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Throw a hashtag Kmart in the chat to salute Please. Kenyon. You know, Kenyon in, in, in your bleacher report, um, players Tribune. Sorry, players Tribune. write up, you you said Kobe was was one of the players that you you hated playing against. Well, what was it about the Mamba man that that you know he was just. The, tough and then you know when you went to denver you played him a a ton of times as a member of the nuggets i mean talk talk about those matchups with kobe
1: just didn't get to play against mike in his prime Uh, i played against the wizards mike still was good still was competitive i think kobe was the closest thing to mike that i played against um so i could only imagine the the turmoil that might cause guys when he was playing. Good defenders, guys who and I, and I looked at myself as a good defender, um, made made things tough on everybody I played against. But um, for Kobe, uh, it was it was different because everything that I would do, he had to counter for. for. Mm. Um, get physical mm. with him. He uses finesse and just the different things like that. You know, his footwork was second to none. Uh, so me trying to em Impose my will on him, he had to counter for it, you know, so that made him one of the, if not the toughest player that I ever had to play against.
2: Did did you ever see, like, you know, they always say with the greats that they could always take it to another gear, you know, especially late in games, you know, they could always take it to another gear that some players can't reach. Did you ever see that with him?
1: I I, I never got caught into it because I was playing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never was in awe during the game. I never was a fan during the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, every time we battled, it was, we were battling. So I never looked at it as that. You know, he might make tough shots. Mm-hmm. That's just, but I'm playing good deep. Yeah. You know, so I never looked at it as him going into a certain mode or a certain place. He might have made some tough shots, uh, but that's just what I looked at it as. Uh, so... You, 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 you can put them together where you're stringing bucket after bucket after bucket, but you're not just gonna score on me continuously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna I'm I'm do something about it. Whether if I got to knock you on your ass and or I gotta come across your head, then I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you know, you're not just, not just you gonna be, be busting my ass. You not listen, the story won't be you bust Kenyan ass. I can tell you that. Like that won't be the narrative. <laughs> yeah,
4: can, it might start
1: that. It might start that way the second half of that story might be a little different (laughs) (laughs) might be a little different now but he God rest his soul yeah man going too soon man um, man. way entirely too soon man it's um, it's one of them things that you never expect never think would happen and you never get over you know so uh, my prayers and condolences go out to his loved ones his family man his wife his kids his his parents um you know they're more affected than anybody, man. So it's very, very unfortunate that that he's no longer with us. Um, you never think that a sports icon of his nature um, won't live to be old, like the rest of the guys, man. So it's very, very unfortunate. Man. True,
2: true story, man. True story. So now, after your rookie contract is up, you end up leaving the next. Like how? How did that even? Happened, you know. You the number one pick, face of the franchise, and next thing you know, you in Denver. Like, what what happened with that?
1: So I made so year three, um, getting high consideration to be all star that year, I don't make it. um All star game is in Atlanta. They put Sharif Abdul Rahim on the team, from they wanted to represent from the um, local city. He playing well. Sharif so probably having twenty something. Which it was a score, but we—I think we were the number one team in the conference. And for us to only have one representative that year was was a shame. Um, so the next year, I make the All Star team. This is my fourth year. So that summer um, before my fourth year, they offered me a contract. Now they offered me um, six years for sixty-six, mm. but great money. Mm. From where I come from, listen, great money. But well the problem lies, people that was playing my position around the league was getting more. And I was on the verge of being all I missed the all-star team, so I felt I was on the verge of being an all-star. And mm-hmm. we were coming off finals appearance. I'm a major part of that. Making it to the finals again. Right. Yeah, so they offered me six for sixty-six. Six, so I, I bet on myself. I turned it down. Because I was still under my rookie contract, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to sign. Mm-hmm. You know, it was going into the last year of my rookie deal, which is my fourth year. They had took their team option. I declined my fifth year, so I was still under my rookie deal. So there was no need for me to sign the basically. I could have signed the extension, but there was no need for me to sign. It. Right. So next year, my fourth year, I made the All Star team. So now leverage on my side, which was always on my side, but it's even more on my side now. Right. You lose to the Pistons. Um, off season. Still waiting on the phone call to this day. Damn. Jeez. No, it ain't like they offer something and I turned it down. Yeah. Like they never called. That's crazy. But they they never offered anything after the sixty six.
3: That's crazy.
1: Wow. Like not didn't even call to be like, are you talking to anybody else? Yeah. Sure. No. Didn't give this sixty six again, like do you want there? Like nothing.
2: Wow.
4: I'm so sure. I, no.
1: I waited. I, All right. I waited. I waited. I waited. I waited. I waited a few days after. Free July first, come.
4: No. Nope. Come and go.
1: No phone calls. Second, third, fourth. I'm like, yo. Wow. I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available. So, <laughs> let's talk to me. So, so I hit J Kid. I called him, I hit J Kid. Like, man, he ain't offering me that, man. Like, I ain't heard from nobody. This exact words like, okay, I love playing with you, man, but go get your money.
4: Mm. Mm.
1: So that led to me going to Atlanta and me getting ready to go to Utah and me visiting Denver. Those were the only really teams that had money to spend at the time.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So went to Atlanta. They offered a certain amount. I was contemplating it. I was on my way to Utah to go visit the Jazz, and they just, they told me I didn't have to come because they signed Carlos Boozer.
2: Yeah, that's some Boozy. Mm-hmm. Boozer got
1: the bag too. Oh, yeah, Boozie yeah, got the bag. So they got yeah, so they gave him like sixty or sixty six, whatever that number was. And then I went to Denver, sat down with them, and then yeah, they offered me a contract. And it was more than anybody else had offered. And I, which I felt I had earned it up to that point. So the rest is history, man. Like, man
2: business I, is business, like,
1: man. Yeah, like I never I never planned on leaving, me being the number one pick, us winning. Um Great one two punch or one two three punch, however you want to put it, with me, J kid, and RJ.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Carrie coming back being healthy. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm leaving, like, I, I'm there. Like, we we winning, things going well. Other guys been in place for long. I think the only person that really left under winning circumstances was Shaq. Yeah, you know, that's the only person that I could think of that left when they were winning or had a. Or, 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 or have potential to be something. Mm-hmm. You, know, you mm-hmm. had a good sidekick and Penny. You had a good surrounding yeah. cast. You no, know, so I'm looking at it in that manner, like, I'm going to be here.
3: Yeah, that's the you era. They stayed there. They stayed where they were drafted.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that decision, like, Bruce Ratner, like, it was his decision. Like, Bruce was the majority owner of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the whole group. Jay-Z was in the group, and all the people in the group. But Bruce Ratner had 51%.
4: Mm.
1: So ultimately, it was his decision not to sign me. Damn. Yeah, so I don't meet, and I don't never, I never met the man mm-hmm. before that. And years go by. I mean, years go by. Maybe 10 years or so go by before I finally meet him. Like, we had an event in, out here in LA. Um, Michael Strand had an bowling event down Lucky Strike LA Live. Mm-hmm. I go. Neutral friends, somebody like I I got somebody I want you to meet. Uh, Kenyon Martin, Bruce Ratner, Bruce Ratner, Kenyon Martin, (laughs) the owner of the team, never even better before. Oh, 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 owner. So the first words out his mouth is, "Hope there's no hard feelings." Oh wow, fuck you mean there's no hard feelings? (laughs) Wow, definitely fucking hard feelings. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and they know they did you you, greasy, man. No, but just like I'm gonna put it this way. Had I stayed in, the, I made the All-Star team one year, right? Had I stayed where I am, that one is six, seven, mm. eight, not like, yeah. just think about it. Me, J-O, Elton Brand maybe, he, he went to the other side from the Bulls. Well, just think about the fours and fives that was around at the time. Right, side. in the East. In the East,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's heavy.
1: I'm multiple year All Star with with my point guard and me keep getting better. Like I'm multiple year All Star. Yeah, that's true. But but this one decision, I go to the West where it's stacked, stacked up, just stacked up, man. Yeah, Chris Webber, KG, Tim Duncan, Melo, she, you, you name just whoever was there at the time. You mm-hmm. name it. Mm-hmm. At those positions was stacked. Yeah, you're right. So I'm not getting anybody getting voted that <laughs> guy's gonna put up more numbers than I am so now I'm, now I'm yeah. ass out with All-Star you know what I'm saying so now nah, it was it was it was a, it was with that it was endorsement it was a lot of shit that that, that decision affected so man. yeah I hold I hold a grudge against Bruce Ratton definitely do. It's tough. Like to this he, day to this day like he cost me money cost me All-Star appearance cost me a lot man. I
2: ain't even thinking about that. tough side of the business man yeah. T- tough Definitely side, of the tough business,
1: side of the business. For but sure. you never think it's gonna come to that. because yeah. You're winning. You're yeah. winning, you're in a good spot, but then all uh, they gotta they, they have ways of reminding you. I was just employee number six, dog. Damn. That's, <sighs>
2: that's crazy, man. We we, we talked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking always to Kenyon Martin, so to everybody in the chat, yeah, hit man. that thumbs up button for your boys. You know, Kenyon, you mentioned all the all the beasts in the West at the, at the four and five. Who, who would you say were your, your three toughest matchups?
1: Uh, I would say Tim Duncan for one. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing in my side throughout, the Spurs were throwing in my side throughout my career. Um, played them more times in the playoffs, I think, than anybody and didn't get a win. Um, for my time in Jersey, um finals, going to Denver, playing them in the playoffs, going to the Clippers, playing them in the playoffs and losing. So I would say Tim Duncan for sure. Um Are we just going bigs?
2: Yeah, like like the players that you match yeah.
1: up. Yeah. No, I matched up against everybody. So I start well, yeah, everybody, everybody you, every night. You were versatile. So I switched every I switched every pick and roll, so but my matchup to start the game, who yeah. I was starting out on. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Tim, probably Dirk and Kobe. Mm. Dirk, that Dirk fadeaway yeah, get, man. Yeah, like I used to get like you ask some dudes, man. Like, like I used to get in fits defensively because I, I I thought I looked at myself as a solid defender where I made things difficult on you I Made you go into your your bag. You know, you just wouldn't go beat me with your primary move. <laughs> You know those guys. They were, you know what I'm saying, they didn't score all the points. They scored for a reason. True story. And getting, that, and getting the accolades that they're getting for a reason. Um But nah, I, if you ask them dudes, like, no, nah, I, I think I held my own. But but them was probably three of the toughest.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's what you did, man. You always brought the defense for sure. For sure. Uh, when you were the Nuggets, man, I feel like a lot of the Nuggets. They seem like they were like on the brink a few times, and yeah, they the always like had, a going, squad, yeah. the had a squad, bro. Yeah, always had a squad. There was always a point guard away, it seemed like, and then AI gets there, and we're like, "Oh, this is it! <laughs> this is it!" What? What? in your opinion, what happened when AI get there? Why? Why didn't that work out?
1: Uh, I, I just think it does a couple things. Uh, I just think the dynamic of Melo and AI together mm. was too much. Mm. I don't think you can have two guys averaging twenty seven, and that Kyrie and Bron did for the most part in the playoffs, but throughout the regular season, you know that's pretty much like Kyrie probably averaging 22, 21, whatever the number was. Um, but I just think those guys were—they both needed the ball, yeah—in order for us to, in order for us to be successful. Taking nothing away from their skill set. Two p- prolific scores throughout their career. Absolutely. Um, but I just think there's when it ultimately comes down to it, there's only one ball.
3: Uh, yeah, I agree.
1: That like, dynamic of it and having a bullshit coach. That's <laughs> it, it,
2: it, it, speaking of which, did, did George Cole ever apologize to you for
1: he, a he took jabs at you and I don't, and I, and Mel- I don't listen. I don't want us apology. Let's, yeah. let's start
2: there. Like, he, he took those you, jabs at you and Mello in, in, in you his, know, his book.
1: Like, I call it what it is, man. Like, you no, know, if we had a different coach, we would have been better. Mm. What it is, like, I'm we had all the talent in the world, year in, year out. We won fifty some games every year. Mm. Every year we won fifty games, close to it, if not.
2: Where, where, what were the faults with with George Call?
1: Just everything, man. Him as a person, him as game planning, like go. George coach one side of the ball. Mm. Mm. That's just scoring fast, shooting threes and layups and shit. Like that's that's not gonna get it done,
4: right?
1: Like we lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals when Chauncey got there because we didn't have out of bounds plays. Mm. We never worked on it. We never worked on time score situation. That's part of that's part of everyday training camp. Part of everyday practice. Like never worked on. Wow. but with AI thing, like, AI, my man, 100 grand. I just think it was too much. Mm. Too much of similarities.
2: Right, understood. Not enough balance. And then I think
1: when, yeah, not enough balance. And I think because both of those guys need, in order to feel like they had an effect on the game, like they need to the massage, they need to the score, they need to have it. So I, I think when Chauncey got there, Chauncey wasn't, the need to score guard that AI is in order to be effective. So Chauncey thing was I make big shots when they come my way. I get everybody involved. I know the game but I'm not gonna let George dictate. So Chauncey, when Chauncey got there, he balanced everything out as far as the first three quarters. Melo got his throughout the first three quarters, but everybody else was involved with Chauncey.
2: Mm. Chauncey, Chauncey got then it together.
1: And then the fourth quarter come, here you go, 15, take us home. Mm. It's true. And you, you know, saw so it, man.
2: Y'all came close against the Lakers, man. Yeah, that's what I'm told. So
1: that's just the difference of AI, great great player throughout his career. Great. Pound for pound, in my opinion, the best to do. Johnson throughout his career started off rocky, but for the most part, Chauncey had a great career. Yeah. it was just in a different way than what Chuck, what AI career was. You know, I just think Chauncey helped balance that what we needed, and it's unfortunate. It goes back to management and decisions. Mm-hmm. That when they traded Melo, they traded Chauncey with him, which very unfortunate.
2: Uh, that's tough, man. We're speaking of Kenyon Martin. Down down in a glass of Malbec. I, I, I need some of that wine, man. I need some of that vino <laughs> after this, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Any, take,
1: anytime, gentlemen, anytime. Yeah, of course, Sit man. down and get a sip, man.
2: Yeah, definitely appreciate it, man. Salute to everybody salute. in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Throw a hashtag Kmart in the chat to salute Kenyon Martin. A um, couple more questions for you, Kenyon. You know, um, Kenyon Martin Jr., y- your son, entered into the NBA draft. You know, as I said earlier, you were the number one pick in, in the 2000 draft. What's... You know, with the impacts of COVID, what's been, you know, the pre-draft process for him? How has that been impacting, you know, his evaluations and, and, um, you know, his status in the draft?
1: Yeah, it's a little different. uh, Very unconventional um, right now with the whole not being able to go to teams and work out and display his skill set as a whole. Um, People, some teams, um, a lot of teams know of him, know his skill set. Some teams I uh, haven't seen him play, so that's kind of a little um, little frustrating um, to a certain degree, but um, being able to get in the gym a little longer, um, I think it only benefited. Uh, he's been working, he's been putting the time in, um, being able to have that extra time, I think is helping, so when the time comes, if there's going to be workouts and whatever, uh, he'll be prepared. He was prepared before, but I think this extra time and being able to just hone in on your craft even more um, is only going to benefit him. You know, uh, been talking. Excuse me. Uh, he's had some interviews with some teams, uh, a few interviews with some teams. So uh, the sky's the limit for him. Uh, I'm proud. I'm a proud dad first and foremost, uh, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I'm looking forward. I've been a part of the journey. I'm looking forward to the um, um the rest of his journey. And he's been working his ass out to get to this point, man. So it's going to happen.
2: That, that's what's up, man. And, and based on what you learned, you know, your early trials and tribulations, what's your advice to him kind of coming into this process?
1: No, just enjoy it, man. Just continue to work. Always work on your craft. Uh, keep your head down. Stay humble. Stay grounded. Uh, don't listen to the hype. Just go out and continue to work your ass up like you had up to this point. Um if I know anything, I know what hard work is. I know what it takes to get there. Uh, but he's, at 19, he's better than I was. So uh, yeah, nah, yeah, that's not because I'm his dad. No, nah, that's no. At 19, he's a better basketball player than I was at 19. No question about it. That's um, so, but he took um a, a different route than most kids. Uh, he didn't go to school when he chose to go a different route. But the skill set is there. The uh, skill set is that of today's NBA, 6, seven and a half, two fifteen, two twenty. 215, 220, uh, prototypical NBA body. Um, has all intangible stuff that don't show up on the stat sheet. His um, competitive. His IQ is high. Uh, will to win. He hate losing. Um, True. And he got my DNA, so.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, yeah. can, so, Kenyon, um, how do you want to be remembered in the NBA?
1: Great question. Uh, how do I want to be remembered? I, I've been asked this before and thought about it, and um, the one thing that I get constantly that that I respect the most is how I played the game. Mm. You no, know, it's not about numbers, it's not about championships, it's not about all star appearances, it's about people that watch the game, watch me play for 15 years. Right. And that's what they took from it.
3: Respectfully. Yeah.
1: I I appreciate the way you played the game. That's 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 enough for me because how I approached each and every game. You know, like I went out and I played hard every time I was able to take the floor. You know, every time the good Lord blessed me to wield or the ability to go out and play, I tried to play it to the best of my heart as I could possibly play every time. Um And for people walking down the street, whether it's around New York, whether it's in Dallas or Louisiana, you name it, mm-hmm. like people come Respectful. up, and that's the number one constant. And when they with their kids or they with people who have never seen like that, we should have seen him play.
4: Yeah,
1: like that's. That's enough for me. They ain't, they're aint not going to say he made this many All-Stars. You're not this. You're not that. You should have seen him play. Or people tell their kids that play now, Let's you play like him. Like that, that's enough for me. Like for me to be remembered in that light is, that's great. You know what I'm saying? From this day here, from that day to the way people look at me now, that's what it's been, you know?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And we definitely appreciate the way you play the game. Um, the young guys coming up too, I hope they take over your... your, they, they, don't your make them,
2: they don't make them like you no, though, man. He, he man, wanted to ask you the
3: real ones
1: though. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's, they that play. is... <laughs> but, so therefore, with that being said, like my son really, like a lot of my attributes and things that I brought to the game, like he has. Mm-hmm. Because he grew up in the house and he grew up watching me play, but it wasn't a given him going out and he, he he does it on the floor. Certain things, certain blocks, certain way you get off the floor, certain dunks, certain things he says during the course of the game. And his mannerisms during the course of the game, like people look at me and I'm like, does he do the the kenyan scream ah! he don't scream but his his facial expressions and and when he get a good block sometimes he might he might let you know his facial expressions and everything and the way he flex on people and stuff like that nah it's it's definitely a good sight for me you know (laughs) that he he was watching yeah i'm a proud papa man like for him to go up and him to grab your shit out the air and push it on the brake and go make an assist on the other end. I'm like, so I wouldn't, I would have passed it up. But then, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? No, it's like I see certain things, man, and it's like it's like wow. Like seriously, like, and I'm people that know me when it comes to this basketball. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, if if somebody can't play, I'm gonna say it. If you suck, I'm gonna say it. If you good, I'm going to say it. If you need to work on this, I'm going to see it. But there's no doubt in my mind that when people get to see it, when you ready, they, they will feel the same way.
3: What's
2: up? That's what's up, man. My open. Definitely <laughs> wish the best of not Please do.
1: <laughs> you won't be, like I tell everybody, you won't be disappointed. All right.
2: All, All right. Definitely I wishing, wishing the best of luck, man. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, Kmart man, we we definitely appreciate you giving us some time, man. And you know, the rap about hoops and everything. Look like retirement is treating you well, man. You know, you, you you're killing it in the media game. Been on yeah. every major network talking to hoops. This. You mm-hmm. got um, I forgot to mention round ball rap with Mark Spears. Definitely respect Mark yeah. Spears and the undefeated. Um, so yeah, look like retirement has been treating you well, man.
1: Yeah, man, just trying to figure the next chapter out, man. Played for 15 years. Um, just trying to do my part for my family first and foremost, man, and stay relevant in the basketball world. And I gotta I've been told by plenty of people if I don't give back in some facet of the game, then I cheated the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but just trying to transition in different things, business stuff first and foremost. Um but yeah, this media stuff, talking hoop is I can do it aimlessly. So just being able to I've been blessed to be able to talk with you guys and be with Mark and be on ESPN and be on Fox and, these different things, man, just blessed. Blessed beyond belief. I'm just trying to make the best of my time here.
3: Shit, we blessed to be with you right now, man. Yeah, hey, man. That, yeah. That, that's
1: appreciate something. the love, gentlemen. Nah, man, it was a pleasure, man, being able to to recap and go over the career and different things that happened, things that I haven't probably thought about. Um, nah, but I, I, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, two black men doing it the right way. Uh, my hat goes
2: out to you brother. Appreciate you man Hope man. you join us again Kmart Thanks yeah. again for yeah. the
1: Anytime. time Anytime man Anytime
2: Absolutely man Best of luck to your son Health and happiness To you and your family man Thanks again brother
1: Absolutely Love you all stay safe out here man
2: Alright man Kenyon yeah, Martin man. Ladies and gentlemen yeah. Throw Kmart in the Love. chat we'll hit, the hit that, that thumbs on Hit that thumbs up button For your boys J Ellis no, Another quality Production by the game live boys, York, salute to Kmar once again.
3: York, gone, Come on, man.
2: man. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Please do, please do. Yes, sir. Let me let me get you back in here, JLs. So to everybody right. in the chat. We'll get the phones up. We got a couple more things we want to rap about. Let me, let me um set you, set your screen up here, JLs.
3: Only Kmart, CB. <laughs> Kmart I acknowledge CP.
2: Kmart I acknowledge C P is
3: Kenyan. That,
2: that's it. No any other. That's it. We don't know I go no to others. Walmart,
3: man. CB. Man, we don't know <laughs> no others, man. I go to Walmart. <laughs> I don't respect that. Oh
2: man. Alright, hang on. Let me let me get your your screen up here and ready. Salute to everybody in the chat oh, once it. again. Ron Cleveland is in the building, JL. Man. The man, the myth, the legend is in the building. Caught it live, man. Appreciate you, Ron. All right, Jails. Show's on you. What, what you think, man?
3: Uh, classic. Another good interview, man. Yeah, man. Uh, stand-up guy, man. Very stand-up on, guy. Came
2: on to stand-up guy, man. Stand-up guy.
3: Um, baffles me the, the free agency stories, man. Yeah. Free stories standing out to me right now. He didn't get a... He didn't even get a call? He didn't after... even get a call, man. After him and JK and RJ, facts, it was running amok. It's crazy. All-Star, all-Star Brink didn't even get a call. Didn't, didn't get, even get the the a 6, call. 6, 6, 6 that was, uh, that was alarming. Right, we a got lot got of good to... Dynasty, a lot of good teams got broken up because people didn't want to cough up the dough.
2: Well, I, I think that, and also I, I think that, um, you know, I maybe they thought the, uh, Vince Carter deal would have would have been a lot better for them. You mm. know what I mean? That's true. Remember they went after Vincentity that same year. Yeah. So maybe they thought that uh, you know, the Vince acquisition would have would have been a better balance for them because the thing thing about the Nets were they didn't have the depth. Yeah, you know what I mean? They didn't have the depth to compete in the West. In the East, it was all right. They they could match up with Detroit right. and the Pacers and Boston at the time. But with the West, you needed that firepower, man.
3: They they just didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. They wanted. I guess they were really trying to get away that hump. Yeah. And when they got close, they was just like, "All right, well, maybe we just, we should try to like get some more bullets in the gun," and it backfired. A true story true story
2: i just threw your screen on here let me get your chat in here so to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for you boys let me um launch the phones and um let's hear from the people jails we got to talk about the coaching as well coaching Mm -hmm. updates 10 candidates we are up to 10 candidates for the coaching job j ellis
3: we got a whole nother team.
2: We got a whole nother team. Just the coaches yeah. coming in. So I definitely want to cap on that. But let me launch the um the phones real quick so we can get the people in here. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. So we can shout you guys out. A Couple Nets fans in here too. Don't be shy. You could you could throw, you know, throw throw hashtag Nets in there. We know you in here. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um I couldn't I couldn't stand that team, JLs. <laughs> I couldn't either, man. I couldn't
3: stand the Knicks. I, I didn't really get the chance to say it, but I couldn't stand the Nets when they were good, I, man. I couldn't stand it. When him and J Kid first got here, I'm not gonna lie, especially J Kid. More J more so J Kid than yeah. than Kenyon. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit weird. I did.
2: <laughs> well, because Steph was my guy and and they were running laps around the Knicks them them times, bro. Running straight okay. up laps <laughs> exactly. around Exactly the
3: Knicks, bro. And like Kenyon said. It wasn't, it was personal. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, it wasn't just no ordinary, oh, we playing the basketball game. Like, no. nah, they ain't like us and we ain't like them. It, because it, it was the,
2: it was the, the little brother syndrome, man. The Knicks still own the town. The Knicks yeah. still own the town. Even when they went in the finals, like the, 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 the pomp and circumstance, like the energy was just wasn't there for the Nets, man. No, it wasn't. You know, even when they went to the finals, I think because people probably thought that, you know, uh, they didn't really have a shot, especially against the Lakers. They they definitely had no shot against the Not Lakers. So, yeah. Lakers ridiculous. But this this, this was Not always it. this was always a Knicks town, man. You know what I mean? Still is. Absolutely. Um. Before we get to the phones, let me shout out Jose Diaz. Team hashtag new Andrew Lopez. What's going on, Doctor X? What's going on? Team hashtag new. Mm-hmm. So to everybody, we're going to get to Ron in two seconds. Hang yo, tight. Yo, so, so hold
3: on, hold on one second. Yeah, Smovito Colito, shout out to you. I see what
2: go ahead, man. All right. We are going to go to Ron Cleveland. I think him and Dave are like catching up. I see Dave. Dave is in the green room. Him and Ron Cleveland having a having <laughs> coffee. And, having a powwow. Yeah, they, they're having a powwow. He hasn't called in a while, man. So he, he's got to catch up. Yeah, like, how the kids, you know? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the, the AI situation, um, I agree with him. You know, it was just too much. Even though he and Melo did lead the league in scoring that mm-hmm. first year he got there, it was just Chauncey brought the better balance, you know, being able it, to, to – he didn't need the rock to be effective, still able to score off ball. Obviously, Melo was going to dominate the ball in that regard, so you needed – a more balance um, uh, from your floor, from from your floor general, and and that's what Chauncey brought. We we knew that.
3: Yeah, man. I wish we had Chauncey on the Knicks a little bit earlier because when Chauncey yeah. came over here, that little short stint that he was, yeah, whoa, like the effect he had on the team floor general was, was immediate. Mm-hmm. You could, it was like what in the I'm so general. mad we
2: the injury just took him out, took him out. <laughs> Yeah, he, he caught it like a weird thigh injury, and he was
3: just never the same, never the same. Because him and Melo together for like a season, a whole year, mm-hmm. with the right coach, I think could have done something. I think yeah, that was
4: it.